Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. This afternoon, I'm joined by a man who has weaker knees than a newborn giraffe. Mm. It's Zach Winnick. <laughs> how are you feeling today, Zach? You know that giraffe from, what is it, the Madagascar movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, how, that's how I feel right now. Melman. I think he literally Melman. said, Melman. Melman, I need my antibiotics. Zach literally said five seconds before we hit play on the recording thing, I need ice. <laughs> I did. I like, oh my I did. gosh. I could do for some ice and a good rap oh, right now. My. Otherwise, I'm doing okay. Okay, cool. Zach, how did this injury come about? Well, it started uh, one night when I was playing basketball. And, oh. uh, I was defending. I got my foot stepped on. And my weight was going one way and my knee popped. Oh. That was a couple weeks ago. And oh. I was feeling good last night. Feeling, feeling good, refreshed uh, from the rest I have had for the last couple weeks. So I played some soccer. Oh, yeah. And uh, as I was poking a ball in to score a goal. You did score a goal. I don't know. It was a little high. Your other goals I didn't scored. count. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't count them. I scored okay. the goal, okay. Scott. Okay. All right. Give me this one thing. Okay, I'm okay. sitting here in a knee brace. It All right, give me the goal. You didn't score. Give me the goal, Anyway. You got I, the goal. I, I just wrenched it again. Now oh. I have a knee brace. Oh. That's rough. Yeah, it's, it ain't great. Well, sorry. Well, I'm also joined in the studio today by a man who has more opinions about Kevin Nagel's comments than yes. hair on his body. That's true. <laughs> it's Nolan Gorlock. How are you doing today, Nolan? I'm quite well tonight, today, Scott. Thank you for asking. Nolan has a... I do have a lot of opinions about Kevin Nagel. Nagel, don't you have better things to do, Kevin? Besides, get on Reddit. All right, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, we'll get... Well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a few things Kevin, today. Kevin, I have better oh things gosh. to do than get on Reddit. <laughs> wait, wait, nobody knows what we're talking okay, about. Okay, nobody okay, knows okay. what we're talking about, but we will, as we jump into the news segment, we're going to go through the first two really quickly. Uh, USL transfer fee for an outgoing player. Whoa. We don't even need to mention who the Record player is. Player. Oh. Center back from Record. Real Monarchs. You're going to forget his name. It's Okumu. It doesn't matter. Where'd he go? He went to a Swedish team. Hmm. Uh, they're like mid-table, not doing too hot. They got rid of... I did some research. They got rid of a bunch of their defenders. They brought in one guy on a free and then spent apparently $200,000, as reported by somebody from The Athletic, hmm. for this center back. I really The big thing to know here is that the record transfer fee for an outgoing player is $200,000. So if there was a transfer fee for Josh Cohen, it was less than $200,000. If Sacramento did pay a transfer fee for Thomas Edwardson, it was less than $200,000. That's just something to keep in the back of your head. If there is a transfer fee for somebody from Sacramento, it was less than $200,000, unless it's reported that it's a record fee. Yeah. And it's ironic that it was a center back, too. Yeah. Record fee for a center back. Yeah, because they're the cheapest positions usually. Okay, speaking <laughs> of center back, Trev... Trev... Travian. Travian Sosa, Sacramento Republic... Academy graduate this past June was called up by the USU 20s. The USU 20 cycle is just starting anew, and Tra- Travian just uh, signed with Hamburg's U19s and about July, early July time frame. So good to see him called into the the new uh, cycle of the the U20s. He's 19 years old, so hopefully he'll be continuing to impress and to get call-ups again something to just keep in the back of your head as we are potentially moving to major league soccer is something we'll probably talk about maybe later in a minute 
Um, and he is one guy that if he plays well, maybe we call him, we get a loan. We bring him back home, put him with the first team on loan in Major League Soccer. Who knows? Cool story. Cool story. Another cool story. Just a rumor right now, but there's maybe some truth to it. Hmm. The owner of the Portland Timbers in Portland Thorns, Merritt Paulson, apparently spoke to a reporter who then reported his comments about NWSL expansion. Merritt Paulson cited Atlanta United, Louisville City FC, and Sacramento Republic as three cities that would be coming in within the next year or two to NWSL. Some people on Twitter and Reddit have said, oh, well, this confirms that Sacramento is going to get a Major League Soccer team, or maybe Louisville is in line for a Major League Soccer team. There's also been some articles published, um, that I think in the Atlanta Business Journal, I think I saw that said Atlanta was not pursuing an NWSL team. Then there was some conversation about, oh, maybe this wasn't supposed to be leaked, so Atlanta's denying it, blah, 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 blah. All we can say is, hey, it's possible, it's out there, it's been reported by somebody saying something so yeah that would be cool i think we have a little bit more to to say about an nwsl team coming to sacramento we talked about it for a few minutes nolan did some googling about some players yeah i think uh, like in all seriousness i think it would be awesome like if ml especially if mls doesn't come to sacramento uh we'll have a top division like soccer team in sacramento it'll just be a women's game a women's team so I think that'll kind of which will be super fun. Yeah, that and that will kind of force like Sacramentans to appreciate the women's game more, which I think will be good for the world and for everybody. Um, so that's cool, and I would just love to see Kristen Press coming. That's what I was going to ask Nolan. What what, uh, what player would you like to come? Kristen Press to and Tobin Heath, Tobin Heath, I think, would make excellent, sensible signings for the Sacramento and WSL franchise. And a little bit of eye candy for Nolan as well. I just like them. They're cool. And I was watching their highlights, and they're really good players. And Nolan, don't lie. You were just sitting here. Stare with it. There we go. There we go. The truth comes out. Kristen, if you're listening, (laughs) come to Sacramento, please. Kristen, if you're listening, why the hell are you listening to our (laughs) podcast? But if you are listening, Nolan is 22 years old. He loves long walks on the beach. No, that's you, Zach. You like long walks on the beach. That's right. In In my knee brace. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years is So nothing. we'll have to go nice and slow. <laughs> nice, slow, long walks yeah, on the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That, that would be sad. cool. And I, so I think this is cool because when we were talking about the U.S. Women's World Cup, we were saying, hey, go out and support NWSL now that the Women's World Cup is over and there's all this hype about women's soccer. And we also said that there, it was really hard for us in Northern California to do anything other than just like watch the games online, which you can watch on on yahoo i think bought the streaming rights for for online stuff so uh, we were kind of saying other than that that's really the only way for us to support them obviously if sacramento republic get a team we are going to be fans and we are going to go out and support them another bit of news this is the one Mm. that is the most juicy so let's spill some tea real quick so okay speaking of that i i was thinking about what this show is because we haven't even gotten into the other things we're going to talk about Uh on this show we're gonna do an la galaxy review for a little bit we're gonna do a tacoma defiance preview for a little bit and then we're gonna talk about some players that we want to come to sacramento this episode in my opinion is like a finely grilled piece of chicken okay yeah. oh okay it's nice and crispy on the outside and you bite uh-huh. in and it's 
thick and juicy. Juicy, yeah. baby. And it just runs down your throat. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Oh, and I think visual. as we bite into this episode, it's just going to get juicier and juicier. That's true. Agreed. And this is the first really big kind of, mmm. Juicy, juicy bites. Yeah, and it just makes you want more. And, it, <laughs> and I think that as we talk what? about Kevin Nagel on Reddit. Uh-oh, they're whispering. Sorry, never happening. mind. I... Uh... <laughs> Did you say something inappropriate about no. Kristen Press? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. This was no, about I actually chicken. didn't. It was about chicken. She's a woman. <laughs> not an object. This had nothing to do with her. Okay. <laughs> um, but as we talk talk about Kevin Nagel on Reddit, I, I don't even know the best way to go about this because we can't read all the comments. It's not appropriate for over the air Oh, yeah. They said some publications. bad words on they, there. There were some bad publications. But let me just kind of give the rundown of this. Yeah, so, give it to us. This is going to incorporate some LA Galaxy review. So yes. LA Galaxy yeah. on this past weekend lost or sorry, won against Sacramento at home one to zero. And it by all accounts for Sacramento, it was a bad game. Oh yeah. It was a bad game. Okay. So this guy, I assume it's a guy, person hops on Reddit, as you do apparently, <laughs> and in summary just goes off. Just lets them have it. Rips a hole into the team and yeah. front office and basically said how the fan base is kind of feeling. Without holding back, With, without yeah. any filter. Yeah, no filter. And he, he later would go on to apologize and say, hey, I, I should have you know used more restraint and I should have been a bit more tactful in my word choice and all those things. That's true. And some people responded and <clears throat> said, yeah, you know, that's, that's how I'm feeling and you know, thank you for your your words. And then Kevin Nagel, the owner of the team, gets on and and responds. Um, and and there's a little bit of conversation, and I'm gonna read a section of it for you. So after some back and forth, Kevin Nager Nager <laughs> Kevin Nagel uh, says this: No apologies to Blooper Bloopert Seven, which is the guy that. The guy that went on the long rant, he apologizes and he says, hey, don't apologize. Okay, here we go. Quote, I think your points are all valid, whether you had zero to drink or whatever number. I can tell you we have been working on all cylinders to figure figure out how to run this team. I just got off the phone with Todd Donovan after exchanging several text messages last night and today. Keep in mind, this is apparently less than 24 hours ago so this was yesterday about this time frame which would be sunday afternoon the one question i have asked todd is would he select the same player personnel now that he knew about them before signing them this was the third time i asked that question The answer has been an unequivocal yes. I believe we were picked to win our conference before the season began. I told him that we have nine matches left to right the ship. And he's reminded me it has been done in a big way in the past and no reason why we can't do it. It, I will be meeting with the coaching staff and management later this week. As for MLS, we are deep or deeper than ever in activities. 
We have been quiet for all the reasons we should be, but this is one of those, quote, trust me moments. Responses. Hope everyone's Sunday is going well. (laughs) That is the one section we'll read. We'll post the link to this in the show notes so you guys can read the whole thing. Um, Just quickly, if you don't do Reddit, you never gone on Reddit, go to the sort by and click old, and that will arrange the the comments from oldest to newest. So you can kind of read chronologically what everyone's saying. Otherwise it it gets a little confusing. The the part of this comment by Kevin Nagel that stuck out to me was twofold. The first one was I will be meeting with the coaching staff and management later this week. Okay. Well, Kevin Nagel lives in Southern California. So he's coming up here to me. Mm -hmm. He's probably coming up here for the home game. So he's maybe just coming up a few days early. Owners don't just meet with the management weekly. Like That just doesn't happen. There, there's a reason that managers are in place. It's so that owners don't have to be as involved. And they can manage. They can just sit back and rake into money, okay? So for Kevin Nagel to tell this fan, to tell the fans that I am meeting with the management later this week, I think... It is big. I think that shows that he knows that something has to change these last nine matches. That's number one. Number two, the fact that he has asked Todd Donovan three times throughout the season about player personnel selection. Not game day selection, but would he sign those players now knowing what he knew before he signed them? That, to me, is asking the question, hey, do you feel you've made the right decisions signing these players? Which I think is a fair question because we've talked about how players maybe have underperformed a little bit. So it is a fair question. So I would suggest going and reading the whole comment stream. It's not that big. Go and read the whole comment stream to get the full context. What else do we think about, about just this section that we read because it we had some disagreement about it yeah i i I personally think that this is wildly inappropriate on the part of kevin nagel just because you yet you are the owner of the team but you have put todd dunavant in in his position as general manager and allowed him to make the decisions of bringing players in taking players out uh directing the football related uh activities that go on at the club for a reason so you don't just uh you're pretty much it's it's kind of like uh what what's what's the phrase what is it when a boss is uh really uh, when when they uh tell you what to do too much micromanaging My, yeah, yeah he's pretty much micromanaging uh the people who are charged with taking care of the soccer related issues that go on at the club so and another thing this is not the way that that uh club owners act at the highest levels of the game so the the owners of Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Juventus, Spain, or you know Madrid, Barca, you never hear anything from those owners. It's always the club presidents, the technical directors, and the managers and players. So you you allow them to speak to the to the activities that are going on on the pitch, and then you pull the you do the everything that needs to be done behind the scenes to make sure that the club is running effectively as a business and. Uh, etc etc and so 
I know that American soccer is different and that we're the Wild West and that we want to do things differently and we want to have this like franchise or whatever with MLS that everyone buys into and that we don't model our style of running clubs after the, the big the best clubs in the world, which I get, but I also don't get at the same time. Um, to me, this just seems irresponsible. And what he said was really vacuous. Like there really was nothing to it. He said... Oh, I've asked the guy whose job it is to make sure that our players are fit to play at this club. I asked him if uh, he's done his job effectively three times. And all three times he told me that he has done his job right. So that means that he must have been doing his job right. So, like, so you think that he's asking... Like, like, it's, it's, it's empty comments because you're, you're thinking like, well, what is Todd Donovan supposed to right. say? Yeah. Like he's, he's, of course he wants to keep his job. Yeah, so he's, he's not... going to say like, well, yeah, I would totally sign these guys again. Yeah. And like Todd, and Todd Donovan, isn't he being linked with like Ottawa Fury uh, or um, the Whitecaps? The Whitecaps, like yeah. yeah. So like, obviously he's, he's feeling the pressure a bit and it's and generated enough heat to. And he has possibly a promotion. To up these the rumors. Line. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. This to me just kind of, it shows how low the club is at the present moment that the manager that the owner sorry the club owner is getting on reddit to answer angry drunk fans uh ridiculous tirades to me just shows how unprofessional and really how undeserving sacramento is of an mls bid at this moment sorry that that might have been harsh but you get my point zach when we first talked about this today um nolan brought these things up and and my initial response was i I disagree with you nolan um I think this still is professional. I read the comment. I was like, I still think this is professional. But I guess I, I read it again, and this time I tried to put myself in Todd Donovan's shoes. Say, what would I think of my owner airing out our conversations on Reddit? <laughs> now, the verbiage that is used by um, our owner here is I think still professional, but airing out those discussions, I think I would probably actually have to agree with Nolan. I think it is actually inappropriate and it is unprofessional. Um, But with that aside, I would again agree with what Todd Donovan, we've heard this, so this is out now. We know what Todd Donovan said. He said, yes, I would keep these players. I would agree with Todd. I think we've seen this season a lot of really good individual talent. So I would agree with Todd. I would keep these players. I don't think that's the problem. What I think is the problem is that these players aren't playing in a system that is ideal for them or a good system in general. What we've seen, and we're going to get into this during the the review, is a system that is just very discombobulated, a system I, what looks like nobody knows what they're doing. Can't agree more. So... I would agree with Todd Donovan. I don't think the player personnel is a problem. I think formation, tactical, manager, those things are the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and to, to be fair to Nolan, he has a point. Like The only time you see owners really making comments that are, are big comments, like kind of like this, it's when they get the dreaded vote of confidence. Either a manager's not doing well and you don't hear anything from the owner because they're not going in the, the manager's not going anywhere or a manager's not doing well. And you hear the owner come out and say, no, he, he has my vote of confidence. He's staying. 
which really means he's got three matches to right the ship or he's out. Yeah. So the or fact the rest of the year and he's out. Yeah. yeah. So it, the fact sh- that short leash there are owners coming out and saying, Hey, I've spoken with the general manager. He feels he's made the right decisions. I, I think that doesn't mean that Todd Donovan is going to get fired. I think that is a read between the lines. The feeling Simon Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, there's changes coming. Because if you go on to the the team's website and on the under the news section there is there this week uh was a feature the state of the republic with general manager Todd Donovan parts 1 of 2. Mm. So this was a big interview that the team's communication person whoever that is um had with Todd Donovan. So, and this follows the interview that Indomitable City Soccer had with Todd Dunnevin a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, he's been busy hey. trying to get out there and kind of get ahead of, of stuff, in my opinion. And let me let me try to find yeah. w- and, the part I'm looking for. And, and, and talk about these things that Kevin Nagel is talking about. So, Todd Dunnevin is doing his job and communicating these things right. as he should be. And then Kevin Nagel comes along and posts on Reddit. Yeah. Some some things things that are similar topically to what Todd Donovan was talking about in the State of the Republic addresses. Yeah. Which I think just proves this to be even more unprofessional. Right. It's it's hard. I I honestly don't even know what a general because the the job of general manager, technical director, director of football, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many names for this like position that many clubs have um, where they try to have long-term stability in terms of the direction of the soccer that's being played at the club. Because managers come in and out you know, every two, three, four years, but if you have a director of football or a general manager or whatever who's there for not 10 years, like 9, 10, 11 years, you, there's uh, more continuity at the club in terms of vision of style of play and uh, player personnel etc and so i don't exactly know what todd Dunham's job is at sacramento like what is he expected to do is he working more alongside of kevin nagel i think that is a bit ambiguous but scott did you find what you're looking for yeah i did okay so there's a question uh here for todd Dunham. it says for the fans who aren't familiar with the behind the scenes actions of these player transactions, would you say that it's usual or common for this much activity at the USL level versus what they might see in Major League Soccer? And he says, uh, skipping a couple lines, he says, even going from last year to this year, we've planned to have a little bit more continuity in the roster. It didn't work out that way for various reasons, but we feel like those decisions were made in the best interest of the club, and I think that's the first and foremost thought process. So And so, maybe it varies from year to year. We really like our roster. We believe in it strongly. We think it's a great group of guys, and not just on the field, but off the field, what they do in our community, and all those things. So I think here again, about a, a week ago, Todd Donovan is again kind of getting out in front of things and saying, we really like our roster. That's number one. But number two, we plan on having more continuity in the roster from last year to this year. 
which in my mind is another way to say we wanted to bring guys back, but they they wanted a certain dollar amount that we couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. And that maybe explains why we don't have the quality of player that we had. Like that maybe explains why we didn't bring back Jeremy Hall. That explains why why we didn't bring back Emmer Clementa. Which is fine. Hey, Emmer Clementa, you didn't play that well last year, bud. I'm sorry. I love you, but you just didn't play that well last year. So I I think Todd Donovan makes this statement, hey, we could we didn't have the same roster continuity that that we wanted. It didn't work out for various reasons, but all the decisions that I made, I feel like were in the best interest of the club. And then fast forward to yesterday, Sunday, the owner is saying, hey, I've talked with Todd Donovan, their general manager. He says that he would make all these same decisions again. So I don't think anyone in the media, to to the best of my knowledge, has really been saying, oh, Todd Donovan hasn't been doing his job. These players, they're not good. So... in my head, just the conspiracy theorist in me is saying, maybe there's some backroom chatter or fans somewhere or someone in the club is saying, oh, hey, the, the players just aren't aren't at the level that they need to be at. Todd Donovan is, is the problem. Or maybe people are trying to pin down a, a problem and it just feels like between the owner and, and the general manager now, I feel like they're both kind of getting in front of things like, Hey, it's not the players. It's not the person whose job to bring in the players. It's not the owner whose job it is to hire the general manager, whose job it is to bring in the players. So I think they're kind of getting ready to lay it on Simon Elliott. If things don't go, this is the type of thing that is done in prep work for the fall. Mm -hmm. So when things don't go well, we, we see managers do this. We, Jose Mourinho, he does this so well. Well, I wanted to bring in these players, but the the front office people couldn't get them in. I wanted to bring in these guys, but hey, it didn't work. I wanted this amazing player for $250 million transfer fee, but it didn't work out. So then he gets fired from Manchester United, and then... And he can blame. And he, blame, blame he blames things. that. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Manchester United still aren't doing well, but I think this is kind of the first signs of those type of stories coming out. Mm-hmm. Obviously Sacramento is not a big club comparatively across the world. So it's not like you're going to see 10 articles a day about all of these things. But for us, the people that are deep in it that have been talking about this for 20 minutes now, that's what happens. So yeah. let, let's let just go ahead and, and move on. LA Galaxy review. I have a quote that I'm going to read, and this basically sums up our feeling. Yeah. This is from in, the Indomitable City Soccer site. Will Hodges wrote this about the game. Quote, It seems the Republic were content crossing balls in and hoping for the best and only managed two shots on target. With the loss, the Quails fall to 10, 11, and 4, 34 points, and into ninth place, while the Galaxy 2 leapfrog the Republic into 7th place, eight, or 9, 8, and 9, and 36 points. It felt like two teams moving in different directions. If you didn't watch the game, that quote sums it up for you. LA Galaxy 2 looks like a team that should be moving up the table and Sacramento Republic look like a team that should be moving down the table. Concur. Yeah. I mean, if I could add anything to that, the team itself, Sac Republic themselves, look like two different teams. Between the back line, the front three... They were not on the same page no. at all. 
when that goal was scored, we saw um, Shuttleworth yelling at. I, I think it was Bejev. It was Bejev. Is it? Nobody. Nobody was on the same page. Nobody knew what they were doing. No. Uh, we were put on our heels from the the first minute. Yeah. They score a, a very nice goal in the twenty first minute after a lot of pressure, um, and we lose to a team. We get shut out by a team that averages almost two goals a game. Against. Two goals a game against. Yeah, yeah. Two goals a game against. And if you think, okay, well, now we're playing against Tacoma this weekend, and they're trash because they're toward the bottom of the table. Don't expect an easier game. This is the time of the season where MLS two teams, as we said last episode, start to get better. And if you look at Tacoma Defiance's last performance, oh yeah, against San Antonio, uh, yeah, they put a five goals. You know what they're doing? They they are figuring it out. If you want to know how they play, watch the Seattle Sounders. It, it's the same four-two-three-one system. It's the same. It, everything's the same. They're a two. They team. they are a team like LA Galaxy two that perform better without the ball. They figured out how to win games having a lower percentage of possession. They're now experienced. They've got twenty-something games under their belt. Don't expect Sacramento to put up four, four or five goals against the Tacoma Defiance this Saturday at home. This is going to be. A harder game for the sake of time we're going to just jump into the segment that we're actually really excited Yay! about something positive and we're just calling this segment players we want because so here's the criteria for this and then i'll turn it over to nolan to talk about his player yeah it's simple realistic players that we want to see come to sacramento this next season hmm. so these are all players that are in the league currently and um, that are not on a Major League Soccer contract or with a Major League Soccer 2 team because realistically, if there's players are going to move, they're probably going to move up to Major League Soccer or they're going to stay in that system. So with that being said, Nolan, who is the player that you want to come to Sacramento? Yes, so we each took... So Scott took a defender, I took a midfielder, and Zach took a forward. So the midfielder that I've selected as someone I want to see at Sacramento is the Ottawa... Fury, uh, Senegalese German international named Wall Fall. So, first of all, I just love his name, Wall Fall. It's a great name. He's <laughs> uh, so just to qualify this selection, I made it with only the 2020 USL season in mind. So I wasn't thinking like, oh, you know, Sacramento's gonna ha- be playing MLS, you know, soccer in 2023. Right. We should sign a 2020. So I'm just thinking USL success, short term. Someone who's who's good and someone. Uh, who would fit well into the Sacramento system. So, quick history on Wall Fall. In, from 2010 to 2015, he played in the German second and third divisions, divisions before in 2016 coming and playing for the Rochester Rhinos. In 2018, he paid, played for St. Louis City FC uh, and then has been playing for the Ottawa Fury this USL season in 2019. Uh, positionally, he's played for Ottawa as like a 6-8 hybrid in a 4-3-3 formation or part of a midfield four in a 4-1-4-1 formation. Charlie Ward for Ottawa uh, is the true number six in, in that squad. Um, so Walfall has been asked to provide uh, defensive solidity uh, with Charlie Ward and then also um, attacking presence going forward and also to get in the box because he's so tall uh, and lanky that he can... Uh, yeah, he's like 6'3". Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a big dude. He's not very like jacked, but he's tall. Um yeah, and he can get up in the air, head balls in. We were just watching his highlight reel. He had a great-headed uh, goal from a corner. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 
And he's also a free kick specialist, like, to the nth degree. Like, this is – and this is super important oh, yeah. because Sacramento has scored – Zero goals from a direct free kick in 2019. He has scored a direct free kick against Sacramento last season when yeah. he was with St. Louis. It's in his highlight reel. <laughs> if you remember the 2-2 draw at home that Sacramento had against St. Louis, that was, I think, just before the playoffs, maybe. Um, you, you should go back and watch that free kick because it was a beaut. Mm, it was, it's lovely. Uh, a couple quick stats on his 2019 USL season at Ottawa. His 21 starts, 7 goals, 3 assists. And three of those goals come from a direct free kick, like we just said. That could literally change the direction of Sacramento from going away from a game with one point or zero points to one point or and three points. Like that is a huge difference maker. Yeah, and something well into the squad. Something that we need, I think, is something that Clementa in years past uh, gave us, and it's something that we've definitely lacked this year. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, just something that I noticed specifically for Sacramento. I think he would be an excellent player to, to put in that midfield too um, if Sacramento continued to want to play a 4-2-3-1. Um, Walfall would be excellent come dropping back, playing between the center backs. He's defensively solid. He's also He'd also be great in midfield alongside a more attacking like uh, midfielders such as Hayden Partain, Jaime Villarreal, who are great passers, who have great uh, vision going forward and who can also score goals but just aren't as defensively solid, can't go and run uh, close-down passing lanes, uh, see the defensive uh, maneuvers that need to be made in the moment. I think Walfall would bring a lot uh, in that regard. And then also just someone to take those free kicks and take penalties, get in the box from a cor- in corners. Like We don't have big players uh, that can get up above the center backs in a, in a corner situation. Like maybe, uh, maybe uh, stri- <laughs> blanking on his name, striker who doesn't play anymore. Bonomo. Bonomo. Um, can do that, but he hasn't. And uh, Anna Volson is like 5'10", so I don't think he's going to be doing that either. And somebody I think we've dearly missed this year is Jeremy Hall, somebody mm-hmm. who, who occupied that CDM role. Um, and so to have somebody like Walfall come in and then occupy that spot I think would really help us. Yeah. Yeah, and as Nolan and I were kind of talking about this, he was like, man, I really want to do um, – Eric Williamson from Portland Timbers, but he's on a Portland Timbers contract. Yeah. So I was, he's more of a 10. Yeah. He, he's better going forward. Yeah. And I think you don't, I don't think you lose that with Walfall though. Hmm. Like I, I just remembering his games and watching some of his highlights, he, he's just a really good player mm-hmm. and he's not that old. I, I, he's 26, he's 26. So I, I would be really excited about that. Let's move on to Zach with his forward forward i have selected is a man by the name of jerome kisovetter mm. he is a 26 year old german american has dual citizenship um he before coming to america played for a couple years in germany uh he played for a couple clubs there including second division fortuna dusseldorf mm. um he now plays at el paso um he played 15 games this year first 15 games of the season scored 10 goals two against us looked amazing um he showed great talent with those 10 goals before going out with an injury um had a tough time kind of finding injury news for him both kind of in the present and in the past i kind of tried to look for the time he spent in germany see if he maybe had some injury problems um 
the three of us, I kind of put that out to the three of us. We've, we've also like all three of us kind of had trouble finding injury updates on him. It's tough. It just kind of happens in lower division soccer. It's tough to find those updates. Um, I did find one in July that said that he was out, he was injured, but that they were hoping he'd be coming back soon. Couldn't find anything in August. So I assume he's still injured. Um, but before that injury showed great talent, 10 goals in 15 games is awesome. Um, I, I think injuries for him have hampered his career because I, I remember him, I believe, um, being called in a few years ago to the, you know, the national team when he was younger, <clears throat> excuse me. And then he went off to Germany in the second division and it was kind of like, yeah, okay, here, here's a chance for you to cut your teeth and then move up to the first division in a year or two. And instead he's gone downward. And I think that's been because of injury yeah. problems and he hasn't been able to get consistent playing time. And then when he has gotten playing time, I, I don't think he performed at that level. And now he's here in the USL and he, he still it appears is having significant injury problems. Yep. But what we have seen is when he's been on the field, he's been productive. He's been deadly. dominant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you might be asking, okay, well then Zach, why would you include this guy if he's had such bad injury problems? I tried to take a realistic kind of angle on this. He's somebody that, okay, yes, maybe has struggled with injuries, but at El Paso, they play in a four-two-three-one, which is something that we like to play in. Um, we do have an Evolson. Hopefully, he comes back next season. Um, I would love he's that. He's 32. But he's 32. He's not getting any younger. And we can't rely on him to be our only striker on the team. So if I am Jerome Kiesewetter, I might be thinking, all right, I've showed that I can play and produce really well at this level. Maybe El Paso is not the team for me. Sac Republic, they seem like they have a need. They have a familiar formation. Maybe I can go there. And also, um, we talked about an article a month and a half ago. It was called Why the Deck is Stacked Against Lower League Stars. I think that Jerome Kiesewetter is getting to that age, getting to that point where it's going to be tough for him to make a jump up. Yeah. So if he wants to keep playing soccer, it very well could be he's maxed out at the USL level where he could still be dominant and still be still do well so he's somebody that i would love to see come to sacramento maybe take it easy for a season under somebody like enna volson get healthy and then be dominant for us yeah and that one more thing that i think uh would make sacramento attractive to to kisavetter is that sacramento have a good track record of getting their injured players back to full fitness I'm not sure how much of that has to do with UC Davis Health being the official shirt sponsor of Sacramento. Like, I but I can just imagine that they get better treatment than most second division U.S. soccer clubs. In I terms would probably of, agree with that. Yeah, and so um, I think that would be attractive to him. Be like, oh, I've been, I have a track record for, of getting injured, but they would take care of me. So I think that'd be something that would motivate him to come to Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that DDA Drogba came to Sacramento to rehab his knee. Did he really? When he was with the Ottawa for uh, it's not. Sorry, the Montreal mm-hmm. Impact. Really? He had a knee injury, and he came to Sacramento for like three weeks Dang. because we practiced yeah, on a I natural grass field. Yeah. And it's, you know, warmer weather, and it was the winterish months. Huh. And, uh, yeah. I, That's cool. So, yeah, Maybe I agree something. with that. Cool. Yeah. Scott? Scott. All right. Lastly, I have a defender named Ebenezer 
a con. Mm. He, uh, well, he plays for San Antonio, who is not doing that hot. Nope. But he, by all accounts, has had a pretty good season. Um, let me just give you the quick rundown about him. He's 22 years old, six foot defender, center back. Also has played some left back. He's a Ghanaian. He actually played a few games in the Ghanaian Premier League before enrolling in, at university in Ghana. <laughs> and then... He transferred to Bowling Green State, played the 2017-2018 seasons at Bowling Green State, was drafted in the third round by the Chicago Fire, did not sign with them, signed with San Antonio FC instead. In 25 appearances, has 2,250 minutes. Uh, He has started all of those games, has never been subbed off. Like I said, nine appearances for Abuswa Dwarfs, which is the Ghanaian Premier League team that he played for, also played in the PDL over the the summer between 2017-2018 seasons for Lansing United. This season in the USL, he has 44 tackles won, which is a, a decent amount. 71 tac- 71% tackle rate, 84.3% passing, 66 successful dribbles. <laughs> that, that's, uh, a lot. that's a lot, especially for a, a center back. So that means he's able to take the ball and successfully go past someone mm-hmm. 33 fouls one is also pretty good so he's taking the ball he's dribbling past people and then he's winning some fouls um i i think that a ball playing center back which is what he is both by the stats and by the eye test could fit very well in this sacramento system thing that we're doing <laughs> i think we have a lot of ball winners i don't think we have the elite ball player so I know he's only six feet tall, but a lot of the other center backs we have are, are, are taller. You know, um, I, I also think that Deco Keenan is going to be 35 next season. Yeah, he's done, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he's also throwing elbows in places that don't need elbows being thrown, and then <laughs> he gets suspended yeah. for two games. Deco. I think he's a good leader, which is why he's been the captain. But I also think uh, that uh, maybe he's a bit washed up. So. Mm-hmm. I think Sacramento could use this center back. Like I said, he's only 22 years old. I think coming to Sacramento could be attractive, probably get a little bit more money maybe. And also there's the carrot of, Hey, you're young, perform well here. Major league soccer could be calling. Yeah. And I think it's uh, interesting that he comes, that he has played in the Ghanaian premier league comes from Ghana because another player who's tearing it up in the USL this season is Solomon Asante, who also played in the Ghanaian premier league comes from Ghana um, and it is interesting. I was listening to a podcast with a journalist from The Athletic, and he was taught, he had written a book about football in Africa. And apparently, the Ghanaian Premier League is like the one of the, it was one of the most robust systems in, in Africa. And then Ghana like plunged into economic turmoil, and like the clubs dissolved, and the players all of a sudden just like, it was like a, there's like a Ghanaian African player diaspora in the world. Um, because they didn't, they're extremely talented, but they had nowhere to play in their home country. So, wow. he went to Bowling Green State and played soccer there, and then you know he's playing here. So, um, I think there's real talent from coming out of Ghana right now because there's nowhere to play there. Yeah. So, and there's not a ton of highlights on him because this is really his first professional year. But from the highlights that I watched of him in college and the little bit I've watched of him in the USL, he's a good aerial threat, even though he's only six feet tall. So he he can get up. He's a jumper. Um, Good with the ball at his feet. I I don't think that 
his age is a problem. I think that he, he's going to be 23 next year, mm-hmm. but he's already experienced. Like we said, he's played a good age played, at the USL level. Yeah, played the few games in the Ghanaian Premier League, then played at NCAA Division One, and now has a year under his belt in the USL. Yeah. I think he could come here as an experienced young player and anchor the back line for a while. Center backs can play forever. And he's shown that he can play in a three-back system. I just think it's a solid signing. Um, any other news? Any other comments before we uh, end the episode? That's about it. I love this game. Oh my I was, gosh! I was gonna say it first, just so that he couldn't. But whatever. Thank. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you love this game? It's so dumb. <laughs> I'm gonna buy. So I actually went to buy a T-shirt, like went from that guy that says I love this game, and they were sold out. Wow. The only that thing they so had dumb. was like a sleeveless orange tank top and I didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be I'll be wearing it soon. It'll, I think they'll get them back. And we'll be here to make fun of it. Yeah. I think that is odd. Um <laughs> the last thing that I'll say is keep your eye out on the Sacramento Republic website for the second part of this Todd Dunham interview. Mm. Also, keep your ear to the ground about Maybe some comments made by Simon Elliott or anything else by the owner or GM or anything else like that the next probably three weeks. And go check out Reddit for some tea. Yeah, apparently Reddit's got, got some juice. Um, well, all right. As always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.